Hey guys, it's Mom Taraj, the podcast about being a mom that thinks that most mom stuff is super boring. So we created our own posse. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. And we are ready to walk you down the red carpet of motherhood. Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Am I sounding okay? Yeah, you sound like you're in major pain. Guys, I'm in major pain. But anyway, this week we're talking about housewives. And all I want to do is commit myself to the joy of talking about my favorite thing. But it is so overshadowed by the fact that I'm trying not to cry constantly. And it just in debilitating pain. But anyway, we've got a great show for you. Just pretend the waver that you hear in her voice is not pain, but instead like extreme orgasmic excitement. Right, yes, that. Hot on the heels of the Real Housewives of Potomac reunion, we are talking to one of my favorite housewives, Ashley Darby. This is the episode of Ashley's. Then guys, are you overwhelmed by all the housewife franchises like I am and don't know where to begin? Well, we're turning to our resident housewives expert expert, other Ashley. That's me. To guide us through. Hey, cheers, Ashley. Cheers, bitch. We're both drinking wine. We're recording this on a Saturday. We have no children present, no spouses present, just looming despair and back pain. And that's the tits and shits, which segues us, as always, we have the tits and the shits because that's what life is all about. <laughs> and hashtag swag bag. Hashtag swag bag. Well, I'm just going to go first all with right. the tits and the shits. The tits and the shits. Firstly, just immense pain. But it is it is so ridiculous. I have had emotional breakdowns every day for the past few days. Today's Saturday. This all started Tuesday. Now that's uh, double the normal amount of what? pain emotional breakdowns oh yeah 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 yeah, for sure I mean I'd say it's like triple I'm not like having like psychotic breaks every day but you know this week well let's hope you didn't actually have a psychotic break because you don't really go back from that I mean anything's possible but despite being very very scared I have made an appointment at a chiropractor I am terrified because there's just something very scary about like one bad crack and you bitch you can't walk but I'm going anyway my mom had the same issue she went to to this guy and I am just hoping for some relief. I am excited about relief. But I wanted to talk about something else which I had just told you about yesterday which is Sebastian's having some issues at school. And I feel like this is kind of the first time we've ever broached this subject on the show. It's true. Um so Sebastian Well, considering our children had no social lives right, for most of right. their There's lives. that whole thing. Yeah. Um also Luna's a tough bitch. Like, it's going to take a lot for anyone to pick on her. In fact, I worry more about the other kids around her than her. And she's a sweet little angel. But I also feel like if she doesn't like someone, she's going to be like you and I and be like, I don't like you. And that's all there is to it, which respect. Sebastian, on the other hand, you know, listen, I complain because he's my little terror. Uh, But the truth is, he's a very sweet, sensitive little boy. And I've been seeing little signs of things where he doesn't like us laughing at him. And obviously where his parents were not laughing at him in a way way to mock him we just play around and so one day he was taking a bath and we were talking about school and I just started asking him some more and he started telling me about this boy in his class whose name I won't say even though I can put my hand to the fire no one from his school listens to this podcast he told me about this little boy and he always says oh he's such a bad boy he does bad boy digs he makes me laugh and you know whatever I'll ask like hey what did he do today yada 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 So that day in the bath, he starts telling me that this boy has been running into him and pushing him on purpose. Now, he didn't bring it up like, like I had to prod a lot. It wasn't like something he openly volunteered. So I don't know how pressing this is. I don't know if he's misunderstanding things. Then he tells me that the new boy in his class is also doing that. But he follows up that story by saying, you know, the new boy is a very special boy. And I said, okay. So I'm like starting to pick up on things. And then he goes, mama, is it normal for how how people lose voice? And I said, well, you know, if you're sick, you can lose your voice. But otherwise, you're probably just like not born with a voice or you're having a hard time adjusting to things. I didn't really know how to answer it, essentially. But I gathered that this boy is on the spectrum somehow. So then I had to have a whole talk with him about, listen, I'm sure he's not doing it on purpose. We have to have some understanding and some compassion and kindness for him. So I wrote his teacher a message and just brought the whole thing to his attention. And they haven't noticed anything. So I'm 
I'm not really sure what to do. I mean, the attention has been brought. Let's see what happens from here. But I mean, mommy's about ready to go kick a four-year-old's ass. That's all I have to say. Like, my, I just want to like mama bird my little angel and tell all the little kids to back the fuck off. But let's be clear. So it's two separate issues. It's a bully plus it's a kid who might be on the spectrum. But the but that's not the same kid. The on the spectrum kid's not the bully. No, two two different boys. Also, what's interesting is Sebastian's definitely older and definitely taller than the boy who's bullying him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. I got bullied a lot, so I have a very soft spot in my heart for this because, you know, it sucks. It yeah. feels bad when you go to school and somebody's there making you feel bad. And as a little kid, you don't have the wherewithal, the self-acknowledgement to sit there and talk yourself down and say, like, this person's issues are really this other person's issues. You're just responding to your feelings. Right. So, you know, I'm not happy. Anyway, I don't I don't think I have tits. <laughs> that's okay. You The ones that are on your chest, that's your only tits. My tits are, I'm going to the chiropractor in two days, and until then, I'm just going to make it through. Now, before we started recording, Ashley said I looked pretty like Runaway Bride, and I think I looked more like Brokeback Mountain. So I guess the tits are that you think I look pretty today. Right. Well, you look like, are you familiar with Runaway Bride? Of course. Of course. Okay. Well, I didn't know if you're a Julia Roberts stan like I am, but there's that scene where Richard Gere first meets her, where she's in the beauty parlor, and she's wearing that plaid shirt yep. and she's got her hair in the cutest little ponytail with curls oh well you're, you're giving me those vibes thanks this is my thrift store dollar remember that one where I had to go through all the boxes and it was like pay by the pound this oh that yeah shirt. oh I came up with the tits okay go ahead um, being in bed alone all weekend I watched all of you on Netflix yes and now she has the Penn Badgley's. I've always had the Penn Badgley's. From day one, Gossip Girl, I've always had the Penn Badgley's. You know I've never seen one single episode of Gossip Girl. I can't with that because it's... Listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's good because it's not good, but it is so fun. I think it was your generation's 90210. Yes. Because I was already like an adult living in New York, so it wasn't like my thing. Yes. I mean, it was on when I was out of college, but yes. I actually didn't own a TV when it was on, which is... Is why I didn't watch it. I, I can't even get into that subject. Uh, but Penn Badgley gives me such a lady heart on. And the worst part is that I think he just makes me think of my husband. It's not even like escapism. I just think he is my husband because uh, they look a lot alike in my opinion. But I, I don't know what it says about me that I am just so turned on by this guy fucking murdering people he is because you want him so to murder hot. your pussy. Oh, so bad, so bad. Well, it's like when I watch a movie with what you call it in it. I always think of Lee. I'm like, oh god, he's so hot. And then I'm like, oh, Who? it's just Lee. Um, you know, we interviewed him on the red carpet about oh, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, yeah, uh, Penn Badgley, man. He just and in real life, he's just like too arty Brooklyn for me. We would never ever like really make anything work because I just it, that's more my vibe actually. Yeah, he and I probably wouldn't have a whole lot to talk about, but he gives us look. Oh, I don't know. It's, it's killing me. So my husband's going to have to come home and soak with me like the Mormons. <laughs> Do you know what that is? Yes. <laughs> now I told Matt about it, so now we make soaking jokes. Because <laughs> my back is all fucked up. He's going to have to come and soak. And we'll have Clementine walk around on the mattress to make vibration. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what soaking is, apparently Mormons, before they get married, do this thing called soaking, because technically it's not cheating, where the man puts his penis inside the woman, and they don't move. It just soaks. (laughs) And then sometimes they get a really good friend to, like, go under the bed and shake the bed so that there's vibrations, but they're not doing it. (laughs) So there you go. There's some fun facts about Mormons. At least you didn't say that Sebastian was going to move the mattress because that's Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, that's so messed up. That's too weird. That just ruined all my lady bonerage for the day. Sorry. Well, that's my job, I guess. Um, Okay. So my tits, I've talked a lot about how I don't like the way my body looks. And Ashley and I talk all the time about dieting. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, Ashley talked about booking a job and then wanting to diet when really she didn't need to because they booked her for the weight that she was. They, They liked her enough to book her. 
I have just, not that I'm going to not continue to try to eat healthy and work out because I've got all these other health things going on, as we mentioned, like I'm falling apart, Ashley's falling apart, but I have just decided to buy clothes and not look at the size and just be okay with the weight that I am. So I am at my mom's, which is also the shits. Luna, there was a New Jersey convention, so Luna didn't have school, so we came to my mom's. And so we've been in New Jersey and my mom has the best, like Marshall's, TJ Maxx and outlet malls here because South Jersey, no offense, does not have the best fashion sense. So all of the good stuff is still here. And I, for not very much money, got some real staples that are going to make me look good in my current weight. Oh, good. Don't you love when that happens? Yeah. And then if I lose weight, great, because I definitely need to just for health wise. But like, if I don't get rid of the punch, I've just decided it's a new day. It's a new dawn. And my body survived almost dying and having birth to this child. And so what? So it's a tits that I'm just like, okay, we're just going to do this. We're just going to be okay with being 43, looking a good age, and we're just going to turn it around. Um, So that's my tits. That's good. That's a good tits. I do that too. And then like a week later, I'm like, no, I need to lose weight. And then I go back to it. So just so you know, it's going to be an ongoing uh, internal struggle. But I'm just trying to think of like, I just want to feel better. And I just want to feel better. So I definitely need to lose weight for all the stuff that's happening with my hormones and everything and my back and my neck. But I no longer want to do it to like- My pussy and my crack. My pussy and my crack. I no longer want to do it so that like my pants fit better. I want to do it so that I like am not dying. You know, um, so that's my tits. Um, my shits are my mom's dog died, which is the other reason why we're here. Aww. My mom's. So this episode's dedicated to you, Lily Beth. Oh, Lily Beth. Lily Beth. Pour one out. She wasn't really that old, but her life in recent years was riddled with a bunch of injuries, just one after the other that just like didn't oh, go same, very well. Lily Beth. I know. And so my mom had to put her beloved dog. It was her dog down. And so that's the other reason why we're here is because my mom and my stepdad were really horribly depressed and Luna always makes things better. So my tits are another Maltese gone too soon. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. You know I love a Maltese and it makes me sad. But the way you said it was just another Maltese gone too soon. <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, all right. So we told you guys already that we are going to read a review every single week until we get to 1,000 reviews. We are going to annoy the hell out of you, which is definitely one way to keep listeners. Um, <laughs> annoy your way into your hearts. <laughs> we are going to annoy the hell out of you guys until everyone has rate reviewed and they call it now following not subscribe and we hit 1,000 reviews so today's is go for it care today's is from Chevy to the levy I'm a stepdad and having to learn on a fast track these ladies are hysterical and they actually are teaching me something too I love the what's the deal segment I have thought these things myself but not like this keep it up this dad needs laughs well thank you Chevy to the levy stepdads are awesome and stepmoms. I'm a big fan of all the steps. Chevy to the levy. Hit us up. Send us an email at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. And we will send you a little bit of swag for taking the time to uh, spread the gospel. All right, guys. Next up is Ashley Darby. Today's guest is an entrepreneur with a passion for hospitality, a philanthropist, yogi, Miss DC 2011, a wife, a mother of two boys, and a member of the Real Housewives universe. Welcome Real Housewives of Potomac star, Ashley Darby. Hi, Ashley. Hello, hello. I am personally just so excited to have you here. I actually interviewed you at BravoCon when I was with Scary Mommy. And you had just had Dean, yeah, if I remember correctly. And you were just so lovely that I was like, this is my new favorite person. (laughs) I thank you. That was the most amazing time. I hope you had a great time because I got my best life on that trip. It was just amazing. Listen, I heard about it from Ashley and she had the time of her life. So, (laughs) yeah, I'm a housewives devotee. So for me, it was just like being in heaven, basically. (laughs) The good, the bad, the ugly. There were housewives who were terrible to me. And I was just like, yes, give me more. (laughs) Well, because, you know, it's not personal. I think that's the biggest thing is, you you know, like everyone has their off days. And sometimes you just catch people on their on their off days. I'm hoping that's what that was. Or they're just living. What I see on the show. 
Okay, you know, that's true. And, that's true. And, and, <laughs> um, so as a Housewives devotee, you are the first woman on the show that's a real honest mom, in my opinion. You've breastfed on camera without covering up. You've openly discussed your postpartum depression, among so many other things. And one thing that Carrie and I have learned in our motherhood journeys is that moms are just very critical of one another. What is it like to be doing your mom thing in just such an open forum? You know, you are just like out there. Yeah. Um, well, I wasn't really sure how I was going to approach motherhood on this platform. Um, I know that I've always been authentically myself, whether it's been criticized or whether it's been widely accepted and praised. So I knew that that was a part of me. But motherhood was just such an unknown. You know, I had two unknowns. I didn't know how I was going to be as a mom, what that experience is going to be like. But then also, how would I feel sharing it, not just with my family, but with my castmates and with the world. So I just wasn't sure how to balance that. When I actually did have my son, I was quite surprised, as I've said on the show, of just how enthralled I was in his being. Um, and then uh, as far as being open and sharing, that just kind of came without thinking. It, it was just such a natural thing to me. Um, and it's interesting because my mom parenting was so different than how I parent. I've never actually seen parenting the way that I'm parenting, but it just really came so naturally to me. Breastfeeding, like it just felt like, why not? And I, it's hard for me to fathom that there was ever a time that women did have to cover themselves. It just feels so inhibiting and like, oh, wrong. So <laughs> I was really thankful that A, Bravo has been really open and receptive to me sharing my mother journey and has given me the opportunity to just really walk truly in who I am. For example, after I had Dylan, you know, I was filming the show, they gave me time like I was able to really just be in bed for a week no one called me emailed me bothered me nothing so they've been very respectful of me in that facet of my life and I'm very thankful for that oh that's so nice to hear because you don't usually hear things like that about production in general Mm -hmm. No, they were amazing. And they checked on me, called me right after I gave birth, just called to make sure I was okay. And then said like, hey, you know, we love you. Anything you need or want, if you want to share, great. If you don't, great. I just, it was completely on my terms. You know, one of the things that Ashley and I have talked a lot about, and one of the reasons why we started Momtourage is that you sometimes can lose yourself a little bit when you have a kid because you really like change like from your DNA, but yet you're still also your old self. So what kind of things do you do now to remind you of the Ashley that was you before you had your kid? Yeah, you're spot on. And I actually love seeing the OM sign behind you on, on your- Thanks, I'm a, yoga, um, I'm a yoga teacher. Yeah, I love it. I think it's great. And that's actually one of the things that did help me. Uh, I lost myself because- I was so concerned with not only being a mom, but I was also just so consumed with what everyone else was going to think of me when the show aired. When I was filming it, it was like, whatever, whatever's going to happen, happens. And then it kicks in that, oh my gosh, this is actually going to be shown to millions of people. So then I became a little bit more self-conscious. I really had to go back to my spiritual side and yoga is what helped me when I was separated from Michael and I thought I was losing myself then I had lost just sight of who I was as a person when I was having issues at the restaurant when when life was just like really coming down on me being able to have my positive affirmations exercising reading and all those things just really helped me to get back to who I was. And also my friends, you know, you get by with a lot of help from your friends when you're a mom. So my mom gang became really strong. And yeah, they just, especially the second time around, they were like quick to call me and be like, hey, what do you need? Let's have a beer. Da, 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 da. Just like really get me back in the game immediately. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I'm not being reasonably shady. I had to adjust here. <laughs> um, but... You talk about your postpartum sex life with your husband, Michael, mm. how you're having less sex, sleeping in different beds, etc. And Carrie and I talk about this extensively. And we are very honest about how our postpartum body image or exhaustion or at a certain point being touched out, all of those things have really led to, for lack of a better word, the demise of our sex lives. So what is it about motherhood for you that has really affected this? And I guess for Michael as well. Yeah. Um, 
Well, even now, so my baby sleeps in a room that's really far away from the bedroom. So sometimes I even sleep in the room with him because so I can hear him. So we don't even really sleep together a lot of times. Um, But he has been really good this time because the first time after Dean was so foreign to both of us and we you know, he had his indiscretion and we just really weren't sure how to navigate that. I commend him that this time he's making so much effort to show me he really cares about me. Like he rubs my shoulders, he massages my feet. He does those intimate things that aren't sexual, but boy, how do they mean a lot? And personally, myself, I am actually making more of an effort to show him that I'm interested in him. And, you know, like those days when like, I'm dead tired. Like even now, for some reason, I've just been tired of these last few days. You know, I make the effort to show him that I find him attractive and, and, and even, it doesn't take much, you know, thankfully he's a pretty simple man. So he just needs like a little, like, you know, just a they little, all are. I was just going <laughs> to say, you know, and once you come to that conclusion and, and you realize you just need like, you know, five or 10 minutes to whether it's to give him a massage or just like talk to him about his day, just anything that makes him feel seen. It actually goes a long way. And that's helped my marriage a lot especially these last six months having Dylan. So, I mean, it's, it's not easy and it certainly doesn't look the same, but we have a new normal and it's not perfect. You know, um, I, I don't know how much you guys go in depth about your sex lives, but um, oh, your masturbation is yeah, definitely, we, we're, very, yeah. we're open. <laughs> yeah. Masturbation is a, is a good friend um, to me. I, I know, I don't know about for Michael because he seems to be really shy about, it. I think he thinks I'll be mad if he tells me he masturbates and I'm like, you know, mm. Bro, I, I get it. <laughs> I'm almost like, I wish you would. I'm exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think, so like, I, I know he does a little bit. But also, it's interesting this time. I don't know why, but I my sex drive came back sooner this time than with oh, Dean. that's yeah, good. Yeah, I don't know what, it, yeah, I'm not sure. My body actually healed quicker and my sex drive came back sooner, so. Well, that, you're making me feel like I should have another kid. Maybe that'll fix it. I know, it. maybe it's muscle memory. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to go that far because. <laughs> you're like, don't put that responsibility on me. Thank you. No, I mean, I, I be, honestly, I can see why people have a lot of kids. It's amazing. It's the best thing ever. And once you do heal physically and once you do kind of get into some sort of rhythm, it's like, damn, this really is all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> okay, so in a recent episode, Ashley, Am I pronouncing this right? Candace? Yes. I thought it was like, that's an interesting spelling. Okay. In a recent episode, Candace called you wide as an insult right after you had your second son. Oh man, I would have punched her. I'm sorry. I'm offended already. I, 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 this is why I had to ask the <sighs> question because I was just like, <gasps> uh, right after you had Dylan. And you just really took it on the chin with more grace than obviously Ashley and I could muster. We don't even have grace <laughs> when, when it's easy. I don't know easy. what that is. Yeah. I don't even know who grace is. Who's that bitch? Anyway, um, <laughs> how in the world did you do that? And like, what did you actually want to say? Well, it was one of those instances where you just knew this person had a shovel and it was like glued to her hands and she could not stop digging, you know? So it was like, I knew that she... It's like, as soon as she said it, I know that she heard that she had done a complete faux pas. And honestly, I just wanted to laugh and be like, really? One of the reasons that I just can't seem to connect with her is that she is a person who goes for your jugular all the time. And she would pride herself on being a wordsmith. And she's so proud of her linguistics, which I mean, yeah, she's got a good vocabulary. There's a better word for wide. Thank you. I'm saying, I'm saying, (laughs) yes. But there's, there's just a time and a place. And I was actually just a little bit amused. And mind you, it was on April 2nd that we had Robin's birthday dinner and I gave birth on March 2nd. So I was exactly one month postpartum. I think I had just stopped wearing the mesh panties. Like everything was just all, you know, and so for her You're to You're so say fresh. That, <laughs> literally. <Yeah. laughs> um, I think that being on this show for the last six years of my life and Having every facet of me being judged, whether it's my appearance and my marriage, my relationship with my mom, how I run my business, like it's run the gambit. That is one thing that really doesn't penetrate me because I know who I am. I know what I have going on. So for me to let Candace disrupt my peace, because my peace bubble was still pretty big. It would have taken more than her just using some body shaming to get to me, girl, please. You had that good oxytocin hit from your baby. I really, yes, exactly right. Because I had pumped too just before I came in to the restaurant. Like the good vibes were flowing. 
Yeah. 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 I'm in one of those strange marriages where my husband and I watch Bravo together and genuinely <laughs> love. Like, it's like Matt is as into it as he as she is. Like 100 <laughs> percent. And my husband loves you. So he just thinks you are the most beautiful, wonderful, and like rightfully so, you are. Um Thank you. and when that happened, he was like, Oh, <gasps> how <laughs> dare she? Like he doesn't really care for her anyway, but he was just like really offended for you. So just so yeah. you know. Oh, thanks, Abby. But you know, your marriage is actually really good. I think when you guys can have something like that, that because Michael and I used to love watching Housewives together, too. That was one of our things. So I think it's, it's great it's that you guys best. have that. We consider it like an anthropological study. But, you know, <laughs> that's, that's besides the point. Um, so you recently posted a TikTok about all the different hats moms wear, which is really what prompted me to reach out and get this booking. Do you have a favorite mom hack that helps you get all that crazy mom shit done? You know what I have really come to the conclusion of? I let it be, okay? There's some dishes in the sink. Catch you later. Oh, like the clothes are in the dryer. Bump that. I just go in the dryer and pull the clothes out as I need them. There's just yes. no pressure anymore for me to do anything. Because what is most important is that I'm with my kids. And like cooking. I hate cooking. And I felt like I was the worst mom because I don't cook. No, Uber Eats is my best friend. And I just, <laughs> I can't admit that now. And I'm okay with that. But for a while, I was like, God, I'm just not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. According to who, girl? So now, that's it. I simplify it as best as I can. I'm very thankful that financially I have these resources. I have a nanny. She helps me. I'm just not going to put myself under the pressure of having to check all these boxes. And one of my best friends, our kids are the exact same age. Like her first son is two. He's three months older than my son, Dean. And we were pregnant at the same time and gave birth to our second children three weeks apart. So we are literally like right there. Twins. And she's one of these moms who like has to get it all done. She's like, I got to do the, and she's Australian. I got to do the washing. I got to do the, the dishes. I got to <laughs> fold the clothes. And I'm like, girl, if you don't sit down. That was a really good Australian accent. Well, we spend a lot of time together. So between her and my husband, I am basically an honorary Australian. Yeah, she's one of those moms. And I try to tell her, like, just take a deep breath and just relax. But no, she does like it. The house isn't perfect. And she's just failing. And I'm like, no, please. So you sort of kind of answered this, but I want to give you a chance to answer it differently if you want to. What is the number one thing that you think every mom should outsource if they have the means to do so? Well, I think it's whatever you hate doing. I think that that differs person to person. For example, I don't mind laundry and I actually don't like anyone else touching my clothes. So I want to do my own laundry. Dishes is fine. For me, it's cooking. Like if it makes your skin crawl and your palms start sweating and you're like, oh my God, I'm dreading this. Outsource that. Have someone come sweep your house, come mop your house because I hate mopping too. So have someone who comes and cleans for me. Cleaning, mopping and uh, cooking. Yeah. I'm just not the one. Like God did not bless me with that gift and that's fine. That's like me. I hate dishes and I hate cleaning, but I'll cook and do a lot. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, then we would be perfect together. There we go. We could just have like a sister wife situation. Yes. Yes. It worked out great. <laughs> That's a different TV show. Sorry. <laughs> so we thought it would be fun to play a little game with you called unoriginally get real, real housewife. <laughs> um, so we're just going to ask you some fun housewife related questions. You ready? Okay. All right, I think. Okay. <laughs> it's like really kind of like technical stuff. Like the first one is, how do you pick your clothes for the show? Are, do you have a stylist? Oh. Are you borrowing stuff? Is it like you're pulling out of your closet? How does it work? Because when we were at Scary Mommy and we had a ton of on-camera shit, we were like drowning in trying to get ourselves dressed in a yes. way that we felt we looked pretty. I'm sorry. That's, you know, that's an, it's like so <laughs> ominous when you like, oh, my God, <laughs> we were so postpartum and like, you know, uh -huh. like and we also have kids. So we didn't have time to shop. It was a, a whole thing. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. But I'm sure it looks great. Being newly postpartum myself at the time, I totally can understand. Um, for the show, I uh, am the worst. Um, so some people I've heard, they keep like journals or like a digital catalogs of things that they've worn. One of my castmates who... <laughs> Okay, it's Giselle. Giselle is very good at remembering what she wore and she like keeps a record of what she wore, which I find very impressive because like I just she must be a Virgo. 
She's so a Virgo. Yes. I'm a Virgo. I would do that. (laughs) (laughs) Super Virgo vibes. Yes. Um, And even before I had kids, I just don't have the mental capacity to do that. I'm not a very organized person, unfortunately. So when it comes to the girl, me neither. (laughs) Maybe it's like something about, you know, the yogi. I don't know. We just, we're not like super crazy about it, I guess. Organized chaos. That's, you know, what else? Oh, I like that. Yes. Yes. That's very fitting. Um, I just pick what looks good. And a lot of times I do have to wonder, and sometimes I, I go back and I look at clips on YouTube to see if I've already worn something because I just don't remember. I don't know. And I'm trying to find a stylist, but it's not the easiest thing to do to find a stylist. And quite frankly, I feel like, honestly, you're on the show because of who you are and like what you are. And so you should always wear something that represents your personality, whether people love it or hate it or think you look tacky, like, bitch, that's just you. So I really (laughs) do wear things that are true to who I am. And as I've been told, it looks like I shop at Forever 21 perpetually. Fine. I don't care. Um, That's just... I disagree with that. Well, you know, I'm not going to lie that I used to, but now I feel like I'm walking through a time warp and it's like blossom and it's the 90s all over again. Yeah. We just had an episode about that. I'm like, okay, we don't... We've already done (sighs) the sunflowers thing. We're good. Thanks. And for the record, there's nothing wrong with wearing Forever 21 as long as it doesn't look Forever 21. I'm wearing a Target sweater, and I don't think it looks like Target. No. Um, by the way, Target clothes are so underrated. I just don't know why they're not more hyped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just, I wear whatever, and I hope that it works. And It does. You always look beautiful. Thank On you. On that same note, do you have a glam team? Every time, or oh. do you do your own hair makeup? It depends, but I do have a glam team. They're really like my saving grace because I'm not super into fashion, and so they just save my ass all the time. Um, I have two makeup artists that I work with interchangeably when they're not busy, and I have two hairstylists, and they just like get your girl all the way together for all casts, like big things, you know, where I know that I have to put my best foot forward. They help me out, but for day to day, no, you know, like. It depends whether I want to put on some eyelashes or not, whether I can be bothered. Like, you know, I just kind of read me, read my room, you know, Mm -hmm. and just go with what works. So, Um, Do you or the other ladies, and I'm specifically looking at Giselle and the Grand Dame, ever pick fights on purpose for storylines? I feel like we all know the answer to this, but it has to be asked. You know how you get these thoughts in your head when someone tells you something and it's like, a, like a little judgment, like a little like, ooh. But then you'll like let it go or you'll move past it. For us, we don't just let those little thoughts go. Like, you know, those little judgments that you have, you just say them. So that's why we do have what can be considered petty arguments sometimes because we really just say every little thought that comes to our minds. That's like when I drink too much and my alter personality comes out, which is called boozy smurf. That's sort of what happens to me. <laughs> boozy smurf. That's great. But also, what is Housewives without petty fights? Right. Yeah, but honestly, it happens in all my friendship groups. Um, this just so happens to be one that's on camera. So, you know. There's that. So you are a former beauty queen and look always so gorgeous and flawless on the show. Any Thank tricks you. for the rest of us normies on how to look our best on camera? Normies? Are you pose? kidding? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm as normal as they come. Okay. I'm the basic bed. I'm the basic Betty you'll ever meet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or how about, how about people that are not used to being on camera? How's that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I did learn a lot being Miss DC. I, I was really new to that world when I had just, I tried out for the pageant on a whim. I didn't intend to win. And so I was thrust into that. I learned a lot about eyebrows and I learned about lashes and all that crazy stuff. But as I'm getting older, you know, in my sage age, 33, (laughs) 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 what's most important now really is skincare. I just started using retinol. Now that I'm done nursing, I've been using retinol. Yeah, I just started. So I I started on Monday. Um, And I feel like I'm trying to ease in gently because I know it can be a little bit difficult. Irritating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just skincare is so important. Uh, And I think it's the best investment that we can ever make is just skincare. And then your teeth. Having uh, your teeth look like just as best as you can 
goes a long way too. So if you can get some whitening strips or something like the smile goes a very long way. Ashley and I are skincare whores. So you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. But this entire interview, I've been looking at how beautifully white your teeth are. And I just have this one yellow light that my teeth look so yellow. And I'm like embarrassed, but they're not normally this yellow. (laughs) But you have these sparkly beauties. And I'm like over here like like a chipmunk or something. Well, full disclosure. I did get my teeth whitened on Tuesday. So this is not natural, but she did say she like stroked my ego quite a bit and told me that um, basically I had the whitest natural teeth that I could have. And so she just gave me a little, she said, this is unnatural white. This is this is the only way you could go. So I was like, okay, girl, thank you. I gave her a little hug afterward. How much of a mom moment is this? My dentist gave me a whitening kit that I paid for to do at home. And I'm too tired every night trying to put my kid to bed. I fall asleep in her bed with her. And I have it and I haven't used it because I'm too tired to put it on at night. Oh, yeah. I have a package of baby foot that's been sitting in my (laughs) drawer for like three years that is expired. And I'm like, am I ever going to do this? It's already eaten through the package. Yeah. (laughs) Why even try? Um, Yes. Okay. Last question. And this one is very important to me. And that is, were you a Housewives fan before you were on the show? And if so, who is your favorite housewife of all time? Yes, is the answer. I was a Housewives fan. I wasn't like a hardcore fan, but I definitely watched. Um, I, well, I was a huge Lisa Vanderpump fan. Um, I thought that she was just the classiest. Maybe it's the accent that did it for me. I have a thing for accents, <laughs> You obviously. do like an accent. Mm-hmm. I do. Yes. It could have also been the mansion. <laughs> yeah, you know, that was one thing. But it was more so what she said and how she said it. I was like, that lady. Now that, that lady. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not the fool of her. Not really. I never thought we could actually be in the same league. But in my mind, if, if I were like a little bit more mature, a little bit more seasoned, then maybe we could like chum chum it up. That accent does give her old money vibes that you're just like, yeah, oh, it really does. Mm-hmm. It really does. Yeah. God, Ashley, what a joy this was. Thank you so much for joining us and chatting and being so open and vulnerable and Especially honest. on your kids' nap time. That is sacred. Yeah. Time. Yeah, Thank so, you. Well, he, I was actually trying to time it for you guys. So he would go down at one and I would have until at least two thirty, but he's he went down at twelve, so now he's awake. You know, you can just this is these these babies. There he's not quite on a schedule yet. Like we're getting yes. there, but he's he's still a little bit off. And I'm like, oh God, a schedule. And I am not a schedule person, but when I had kids, schedules are my damn saving grace. <laughs> our entire show is based off of our children's schedules. So we completely <laughs> understand. Yeah. It's like Ashley, when's your kid taking out? When's your kid in school? Right. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. Yep. These little creatures, they rule our lives. And it's just like, it's so amazing. They run things. <laughs> yep. It's crazy. And you know what's interesting too, my last thing is my mom, this was not the same. Like my mom had her own life. Like she nope. had a life and she was doing her thing. It's like, she was still my mom. But it's like, wow, is this like a different era of parenting? It's just so different. I mean, just consider I'm 36. I've got three years on you. And the <laughs> fact that breastfeeding really wasn't a thing when we were little is kind of crazy. Like I, that wasn't a thing. And now it is. You no, know? that's yeah. my mom said they didn't even mention it in the hospital. I mean, I'm quite older, but they didn't even mention it in the hospital that like any mm-hmm. classes on how to do it. They just like handed her a formula and we're like, here you go. Yeah. Here's a yeah. child. Go keep it alive. Right. Yep. Exactly. So yes, the age of information. Thank you so much. You take your pretty hair, your pretty face and your pretty teeth out of uh, here and go see your okay. kid. Thank you so much. This was very fun. You can catch the final two parts of The Real Housewives of Potomac Reunion on Sunday, November 21st and Sunday, November 28th on Bravo. And if you've been living under a rock and didn't already hear, Nicki Minaj is joining Andy Cohen for the final episode of The Reunion on November 28th. All right, guys. The housewife's doctor is now in in the house. It's the only thing that she can fix these days because (laughs) it's not her back or her attitude. Just kidding. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) Um, 
So, you know, when I talk to people, firstly, there's a lot of judgment when I tell people how much I love housewives. They think I'm very lowbrow or not intellectual. And I actually beg to differ. I am lowbrow and I am a petty bitch and I am messy. But I do think there (laughs) is something. I am lowbrow. I am a petty bitch. I am messy. Don't forget, I'm messy. I am Um, messy. (laughs) But I do think that there is some thing about watching housewives it's very like anthropological it's very much about studying how people work uh dissecting those things and that's really what i enjoy it for i like the gossip i like all that but i'd like to see how human beings act in certain situations so if you are like carrie and are not a huge housewives person i'm sorry it's just the way that i am i'm sorry oh that's okay listen what housewives does for me murder shit does for you it's true it's true We both have our own ways of coping with whatever, and, you know, it's different ways. But um, I am going to talk you guys through the different franchises. Uh, Carrie, I'd like any questions you have at all. Yes, I will direct them to the expert, the doctor. Yes, yes. And I will uh, let you know which Housewife franchise you should be watching. All right. We're only doing currently in production on Bravo Housewives. So we're not doing franchises that have ended, such as Dallas or D.C. And uh, we are obviously not going to talk about Dubai. Miami is coming back to Peacock, as is the Real Housewives Ultimate Girl Trip, which I am very excited about. I think that starts next week. We are just talking about Housewives franchises that are going on right now. So let's start with... Housewives of Orange County. You know the big names. Vicki Gumbelson, Heather Dubrow, Kelly Dodd, Shannon Storms Bedore. You know all these people. You've heard some shit about it, whether you watch it or Elizabeth not. Elizabeth Vargas, like the TV lady? Oh, no. Oh. No, this Elizabeth Vargas is like a quack. Her family escaped a cult, and then she married like a rich old man, and then she was trying to get the money from the rich old man, and he was trying to keep— it, it, and then it seems like she was living a lot. Her whole storyline was just God, like— I thought it was Elizabeth Vargas who often covers murder From, shit. like, Dateline? Yes. Yeah, no. I got really excited. I was like, ooh, my worlds are colliding. Although, you know what? It would probably be a very good segue, seeing as she has escaped a cult. Yes. Like, it seems like a natural progression. This is the other thing I do when I watch Housewives. I think about what their next move should be. Got it. Um, like, I have a whole pitch for the situation that I'm going to work on. <laughs> I am not joking, and I'm not sharing it because I don't want anyone getting to it first, but it is genius, let me tell you. Um, So Housewives of Orange County, by the way, some of the things I have posted here that I've gotten are from Time Magazine, so suck a dick if you don't like Housewives. Time Magazine wrote about it. Um, So, you know. Suck a reality dick. This is what you need to know about Orange County, and that is this is the original Housewives series. I always think of the original as New York. But it yes, isn't. probably because it's home for us. Right. Uh, but it is not the original. And this is what laid the groundwork for everything. I think this is a good one for conservatives. Orange County is very much Trump territory, as far as I can tell. Uh, plus, you know, they had Kelly Dodd, who continues to just be conservative. Uh, <laughs> it's great for flashy people who want to look like they have a lot of money, people who want to know what started the entire franchise, and people who want to watch fake rich people, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think this is the one for me. I don't think it is. It is not my favorite. I mean, I like it. I'll watch it because I'll watch any Housewives, really. But it is not my favorite. Was it the Miami one or was it the OC one where there was that, like, very, very tan Spanish mother? That was Miami. That was, I liked her. She's dead, R.I.P. Oh, no! Um, yeah, Marisol Patton's mother. I forgot her name. I want to say, like, Elsa that or Lisa or something. That makes me sad. I loved her. Uh, she was a narcissist, but yeah. I love many a narcissist. I have so many of them in my life. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a problem. <laughs> uh, there hasn't been a Hispanic, to my knowledge, on really any Housewives franchise other than Miami. And then Dallas had that one Mexican lady, I forget her name, who was terrible. Um, but Miami is where you're going to see the real Hispanic people. Okay, Roni. Yes, let me tell you. My dearly beloved. Even before I met you, 
I was watching Roni. Roni's the best. I don't know how anyone doesn't think Roni's the best. I mean, we have Ramona Singer, who we all know, it just came out that she said, Ebony went to HR, I guess, at Bravo and said, Ramona said some racist shit. And it turns out what she said is, this is why we shouldn't have black people on the show. Not a good look, Ramona. No, Ramona. And that's just one of many things that have happened lately, Ramona. Oh, and Ramona is just a walking disaster. But up until this point, that's why you love her. It's just, and it's almost like- You love her for the crazy eyes. Yeah, she's just nuts. Like, she's like that old person we all know. And her amazing sense of self. <laughs> Her amazing sense of self. She thinks she's so gorgeous. Yes. I love when she tells people, this is why I look ageless. Like, firstly, ageless isn't a thing. Everybody looks an age. You just don't look as old as you fucking are, okay? Uh, also, in Housewives of New York, Alzheimer's, Sonia Morgan, Luanne de Lesseps, Bethany Frankel, Dorinda Medley, Tinsley Mortimer, Carol Radswell, Jill Zarin. Oh, I miss Jill. I like Jill. I like Jill a lot also. I also had a moment with her at BravoCon, so where she told me I should tell Andy personally that she needs to come back on the show, and I didn't have the heart to tell her, I am nobody. Andy Cohen is not going to well, listen to me. Well, very funny. You did meet Andy Cohen. You could have mentioned it. With you. I but know. that was before. It has had a few spinoffs. Okay, look, this is great for wannabe socialites, people who want to understand the New York social scene, which I think is different than most other social scenes. It's the most relatable, in my opinion, to all the franchises because, yes, everyone has more money than most of us do, but they live very attainably. Like, I don't think... You know, you have Sonia in her townhouse, but her townhouse is in shambles. It's falling apart. She has to have interns because she can't hire people to actually maintain the house. But the Morgan letters. The Morgan letters. You don't mess with the Morgan letters. You mess with the Morgan letters. Also, I feel like the Roni has had the best catchphrases. Yes, but they have all been Dorinda, mostly. I mean, some Bethany, too, but we've got clip, clip, clip. <laughs> we've got, I made it nice. And then we also have, I'll tell you how I'm doing. Not, not well. well. bitch that's the best one the thing no one tells you about that quote is she said that she was telling a story about Sonia to Candace Bushnell the author of Sex and the City who Carrie Bradshaw is based off of and she is telling this too it is epic fighting it is fun to watch Bethany's trajectory for those of us who are like you know hustlers always trying to work always trying to get to another level in our career it's fun to watch her as like barely skating by in her shitty Upper East Side shit apartment to like gajillion Billionaire. Uh, there is so much drunkness, so much so this season there was a lot of sobriety, and I was just like, I don't want to watch this. I'm very happy for all of you that you're doing better in your lives, but like, this is not what I signed up for. I signed up for Luann falling into fucking bushes. Thank you very much. <laughs> and Sonia falling underneath the table. Yes, yes. So much Sonia drunkenness. But it's great for women who want to watch out-of-touch older women. Uh, and and for the folks. older out-of-touch women that love them. Probably. They're, they're probably Ramona fans. Okay, the next one's a little difficult for me to talk about, and that is The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And it is difficult for me to talk about because it is the highest rated of all the franchises, and it is the one I do not watch. And the only reason is because I feel like it is so big. It has been going on for so long. I have not been able to like go back and watch it from the beginning. And I feel like I need to understand the whole history of everything to really get it. And I'm just, I'm almost like overwhelmed by it. I'm shocked that it's it's the most popular. It is the most popular. I mean, it makes sense. These They have had a lot of fights. I mean, this is the NeNe series. Right. I absolutely love NeNe. And Kim Zolzak, right? Kim Zolzak, don't be tardy for the party. Candy. Candy. Kenya, who I had a very unfortunate uh, running into at BravoCon. And I was like, oh, I don't like her. She was very mean to me. And I didn't know who the hell she was because I haven't watched it. I knew she was Kenya, but I didn't know she was like the show's villain. And she really let me have <laughs> She wanted you to know that who she was. She wanted me to know that I think she's a Jehovah's Witness and she does not get presents. Right. It's very weird, right? Isn't that the weirdest? Okay, so, you know, NeNe comes and goes throughout the series. It's had the most spinoffs with Don't Be Tardy, The Candy Factory, Candy's Wedding, Candy Ski Trip, I Dream of NeNe the Wedding, what NeNe's husband Holy just crap. recently passed. I know, RIP. Um, I think this is good 
with my limited knowledge for people who just want nonstop drama and a lot of sass. A lot of sass. Is this the one where they had like the sex thing in the... Yes. Mm -hmm. See, and that's the other thing. I don't even fully get what happened. All I know is there was like a... stripper. Yes, like a sex party. The stripper had a big old dick and apparently someone had sex with him. And then they rented this fancy house and the couches weren't nice and they had a big deal about the couches. And then I saw a sub interview with the actual people that own the Airbnb and they're like, the couches were fine also. They were like... Is this like the time that we interviewed the people that own the actual Downton Abbey? Yes. (laughs) And they didn't know how many rooms were in their house? Yes. Yeah, same thing. Totally same thing. I bet that one has like crazy sex parties that it gets rented out for also. Uh, But more like, uh, what's that Nicole Kidman? Eyes Wide Shut? Yeah, like I just feel like that kind of grandiose nonsense is happening. Some Illuminati shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Housewives of New Jersey. I mean... I mean, I actually know this franchise the best. I know it very well as well. It is a good one. It has Teresa Giudice, or Judice, however you say it, Melissa Gorga, uh, Margaret Joseph, Danielle Staub, who I think might be the greatest... Villain. Villain ever on reality television. Prostitution whore! (laughs) Have you ever watched her sex tape? Yes. Ugh. I have never been more grossed out. Also, you know I have a picture of me flipping the actual table at the actual restaurant. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. Because my cousin had her bachelorette party there. Oh, that's fun. There's nothing like a good New Jersey Italian restaurant where they like rent out the bottom basement room. That's what we did, the entire bottom basement room, and it looked like a dungeon. Yes. And there's like really bad white tiles on the floor and like folding tables with white tablecloths bread baskets on every table. Yes, I am very familiar with that kind of setup. I love it. And I flipped the table and my sister took a picture. And me and my sister went to a bodega ahead of time because this is how poor we were. And we snuck Bartles and James. What is that? An alcohol? It's a wine cooler from the 80s. Oh, yes, I know. What the, I we hate wine snuck coolers. them in and drank because it was pay for your own at the party and went in the bathroom and drank it in between courses so that we would get drunk without having to pay too much money for wine there. Oh, my God. Well, classy, guys. Classy, classy. Classy. But that's how New Jersey rolls. That's how we roll. This one, you know it from... Teresa's jail stay her husband Juicy Joe who is now in prison before all that when they all went on that vacation I used to think Dina Manzo was so pretty she was like she's still so pretty she's my Jersey godmother like that's who I want to look like I love Dina I love her daughter I love Dina but even that whole oh I never really liked her daughter but that whole Dina Carolyn Manzo thing is so weird. So Dina and Carolyn are sisters and then their husbands are brothers. It's a very Italian thing. I have that in my family. We call them super cousins. Really? Yeah. We have two sets of them in our family. That's so weird. It's very Italian. It's very Italian. Oh, wow. I had no idea that was like a thing. For me, that's like borderline incest. No, and then their kids, we call them super cousins because you're cousins twice. God, how weird. Mm -hmm. That has to be inbreeding in some way, right? No, because you're not marrying the blood relation. Mm. Now, if the two cousins got together, they'd be blood. Hmm. But it's like... Anyway. 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 Very very Italian. Very Italian. Daniel Staub is the greatest villain. She is so venomous. Uh, Somebody I know who I don't really love that much used to live right next door to Danielle and Marty in Englewood and she was like hey we should try and get her on this other show we were doing and I was like yeah 100% she's like no she's toxic and I was like I don't care man let's get to that press like let's let's get Danielle stop to start some shit on our show dude I used to love the store they would go shop in too which one first Posh? season yeah and then the kids store with the GDC yes. kids yes and remember that time Juicy Joe was talking to his girlfriend and he called his his wife a cunt? Yes. I mean. I also think that, um, and guys, Teresa, do the right thing. You can take this idea from me. Just give me a little, at least be on the show. I think that the kids should start a line called Judici Couture. And it's like Juicy Couture, but 
the Judy's family. Oh, yeah, that's family. good. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Um, I know for a fact that uh, Teresa makes bank for appearances because she was supposed to do, like, the Hoboken girl wellness crawl or whatever, and yeah. I think they said that she wanted something like five grand or some shit like that for an appearance to be there. God bless. She's got to pay I, those listen, attorney fees. She's got to pay those bills. She's now with that succubus of a man there engaged. Uh, anyway, Housewives of New Jersey is good for Jersey Shore fans, family dynamic, watching the ass- Italians. Italians. I have that in there. Oh, no, I don't. Watching the legend Teresa Giudice and her legal troubles, legit table flipping, glass breaking, and pool pushing, and anyone who hates their in-laws, because that is such a major storyline. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's a staple. There's been so much drama. You guys know. It's Kyle Richards, Lisa Rinna. This is my least favorite franchise. Oh, I like it. Erica Jane, Garcelle Beauvoir, Lisa Vanderpump, Denise Richards, Brandy Glanville, Yolanda Hadid, also the start to Bella and Gigi Hadid's careers, Kim Richards, Camille Grammer. Like, it is non- Stop. This has had spinoffs like Vanderpump Rules and then the Jax and Britney one, which was terrible. And apparently they're getting another show on Peacock. It's Some people never the, learn. I mean, Jax, what a piece of shit. Uh, but anyway, we won't even get into that. This has husbands who kill themselves. Oof. Early on, oof, yes. Oof. It has real money, like real money, people. Like mansion money. Not New Jersey mansion. Beverly Hills Mansion. Like steal money from plain victims. Uh-huh. Money. Yes. Hashtag too soon. Hashtag too soon. I mean, she's going through it. It has child stars, turned addicts, turned sober, turned addicts again. You stole my house. Yes. It has everything. Family dynamics. It has Denise Richard and her tiger blood pussy. And her apparent affair with other women. Yep. So much shit goes down in this series. But the Taylor Armstrong storyline, which is early on in the series, is probably one of my favorites. Mm. Um, Here's a highly underrated one, in my opinion, and that is Ashley Darby's Real Housewives of Potomac. And no, I'm not just saying that. I caught up while just before we started recording this. It has Giselle Bryan, Ashley Darby, Robin Dixon, Karen Huger. If you're not heavy into the Housewives, this is not the cast that you know. And I will tell you, the series, the franchise starts off slow. I have even skipped a couple, a season or two, because I was like, this is boring. And then around season like three or four, it got real juicy. And I really think that it is... And some of it had to do with Ashley, who we're interviewing, right? She's a part of some of the juice. Her She's always a part of it. But somehow, kind of, in my opinion, she always comes out looking clean. And I'm, again, not just saying that. I actually really like her. I tend to always side with her. It is just nonstop... These women bring it if you are looking for that kind of fun. I think this is a really good one for people who are 10 years behind on style trends, but ahead with social trends. Oh, I like that. Look at that tagline. That's almost a tagline. It's almost a tagline. Uh, Let's not forget Giselle Bryant comes from a very long established black American family. She went to an HBCU. There's a lot of drama in a lot of the seasons about Ashley's husband, which, you know, I wish I could ask a zillion questions about it, but I didn't want to be fresh because let's not forget, I don't actually know her. But it is just... And aside from your potty mouth, you are actually a lady. I don't want to offend people. I'll tell you, I wouldn't ever want Candace on the show, though, because I don't really care for her one bit. I think she is nonstop problems and issues. Um, But this is also good for very underrated drama, people who want to explore race, class, sexuality, and women who just can't shake their exes. Because, And also women who are very much into I worship my husband. I think this is a good one for that, which is not my MO. but It's a very Southern way to look at things. It is a very, like, I have to take care of my husband type of thing. That's not my thing. And last but not least, the weirdest of them all. And I'm caught up. Are you? Yeah. Oh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Jen Shaw also having legal problems uh, for ripping off old people. Heather Gay, ex-Mormon, Whitney Rose. Again, you probably don't know a lot of these people if you're not involved in this world. Meredith Marks, who's always disengaging. Mary Crosby, possible cult leader. Lover of of fingerless gloves. I love Salt Lake City, but it will never hold the place of New York for me because 
Everyone is just fucking weird. Also, I feel like now any new franchise that starts, it's like they already know what it's supposed to be. And so for me, it's just not quite as pure. Yeah. On one hand, I want to tell you all, like, if you're looking to dive into a Housewives franchise, this is the one because it's only on its second season, which is airing right now. But on the other hand, these people, you know, you go to a different city and then people are different in different cities. Pittsburgh is a city I don't particularly enjoy because I find the people very strange. Same thing with Miami. But in terms of Housewives franchises, Salt Lake City is the fucking most weird grouping of people For I've the record, ever seen I like in my Pittsburgh. life. For the record, I like Pittsburgh. I Sorry, anyone from Pittsburgh, but all my experiences there have been bad. They are just so weird. I can't even explain why these people are weird. Yes, it's the Mormon thing, but they're not even all Mormons. They're just all fucking bizarre. I think they all are full of shit about the amount of money they have. This is good for people who are into cults and just like pure fucking insanity. You can't even like wrap your head around. Getting uh, fake wealth and of course watching the Jen Shah debacle go down, which is going to happen any day now. Yeah. Also, assistance, more assistance, Mormon tequila companies, ex-Mormons, real Mormons, sobriety, Pentecostal ministers, married to uh, step-grandfathers. It's a lot. So much plastic surgery, but that's not against the Mormon aesthetic because Mormon says perfection. They're all filled with plastic surgery. None of them are not. That's very Mormon. Magic panties, magic underwear. Like, if you're into magic underwear, then this is the franchise for you. Do you ever watch that chick on TikTok who's like a mom? She looks like she's 12 she's got like long brown hair and then she has like the two blonde chicks they're all in Salt Lake City they're all Mormons they're the weirdest group of people I'm sorry to anyone I am insulting I don't hate you in fact I would love for somebody to explain how Mormonism works and why Salt Lake City is the way it is it is just so it makes me uncomfortable but I still want to watch it so if you like Mormons you'll love this Ashley, I have a question for you. If I had to add a third franchise in, if because I'm already New York, New Jersey stands. Yes, yes. And I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about Salt Lake City. If I was to add another doctor, I'm here. I'm here. I need to add a supplement. Uh, I'm going to say either Potomac or Beverly Hills. But you've said you don't like Beverly Hills. I like Beverly Hills because you get to watch real money. I watched the first two seasons. In Beverly Hills. Yes. I mean, we're now way past that. And I was just not as into it. It's very different now. You have like Lisa Rinna, who's constantly stirring the pot. You've had the whole Erica Jane thing, which a lot of it went down this past season. But they started filming this current season. They're filming early so that they could get all the backlash that Erica Jane is facing from this season. So it is a nonstop, just like so much shit. You have Lisa Rinna, who's always bringing it. Always. I mean, she that bitch, you could say whatever you want. She works hard at what she does, and she is very good at it. Uh, we're thinking of you. We're so glad your daughter survived her the accidental overdose. Yes. And I do like you with the long hair. It looked great. Yes. And I, I like Kyle Richards. Kathy Hilton has been a wonderful addition. Yes. She is so beyond rich that she is out of touch with reality. Kathy, and it's if you're, endearing. If you're listening... Right, because she is. Please, please reach out. Do the right thing. Kathy is like, I have no... Send us something with a monogram, please. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, but Potomac is also really fun. If you just want, like, women screaming at each other and having, like, petty, realistic drama, I think Potomac is a really fun one. But I would do, like, halfway the first season and then, like, skip to season three or four because you're not missing very much and it's filled with a lot of bad wigs. And you know what? There is Katie Porter who's out of her fucking mind crazy, too. She's, like, the kind of chick that we all know who, like, goes to Burning Man but then lives the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. Like she's in Burning mm-hmm, Man, like mm-hmm. that level crazy. Mm-hmm. But and she's only there for the first few seasons. But one of those, I'd say. Those are fun. Great. Those are good ones. Well, thank you, Ash. That was great. You're welcome. I'm here to please. All right, hashtag swag bag. Hashtag swag bag. All right, well, I'll go first because mine's here, but just because we're staying with the housewife topic, I'm suggesting three books. The new book, Not All Diamonds and Rosé, The Inside Story of the Real Housewives from the People Who Lived It by Dave Quinn. I bought it. I've only read the first couple of pages, but this book was written under Andy Cohen's tutelage. What do they call it? No, his imprint. Okay. Right. He has a, a publishing imprint, so it's published by that, and it is very much... 
in cahoots with Bravo. So, you know, this is where the Sonia Morgan putting cigarettes out in her vagina or men putting cigarettes out in her vagina, whatever that whole storyline was, that came from this book. The whole thing about um, how apparently Bethany planted the whole Tom thing and catching him at the Regency making out with somebody. That's all from this book. Then there's The Housewives, The Real Story Behind the Real Housewives by Brian Moylan, which I very much enjoyed. And I have a feeling I'm going to like a lot better than the other one. It's filled with gossip. It was not written in cahoots with Bravo. In fact, he didn't get a lot of housewives to talk to him because they wanted to take a portion of his proceeds to write it with their blessing and get him a connection. And because he did not do that, they basically told everyone not to talk to him. And I still think it's a great book filled with a lot of fun and a lot of like, if you're more into the production aspect and the nerding out part, which is a big thing for me, that's a good one. And then most talkative stories from the front lines of pop culture by Andy Cohen which is his first book and I'm like halfway through it also just fun stories to kind of understand how somebody who's become very successful's brain kind of works and their path and um yeah so those are my hashtag swag bags I mean, I feel like I don't even want to have a hashtag because yours was so thorough and on point. So maybe I'll just give you it to you. You don't have to. You can just, yeah, just get in on mine. Ditto, That's fine. ditto, guys. <laughs> Reading is fundamental. And Hulu. Hulu's the other hashtag swag bag because you can watch all past seasons of Housewives on it. Especially if you steal it from your sister's account. It's free. Yeah. Thanks, Gina. I pay for mine. Love you. Thanks, Gina. Thief. Yes, I am a thief. <laughs> I stole your heart. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, what a show. What a show. What a show. Wish my back some luck. Good luck. Um, I might take my third shit of the day right after this. Oh, I'm so jealous. That's the other thing. My back's affecting me pooping. Oh, really? We're really ending with a bang dot. I know. Bang shit. Well, we love you Ashley, all. Ashley, I wish that all of our audience could see what I see when we record, which is like the most amazing amount of white shirts hung behind you. I do have a lot of white. I just believe there's a different white button down for every occasion. And then that red shirt that sort of is Hawaiian that confuses me. That You like that shirt. I know. I like it on you. But when I see it hung up, it looks like you're going to be in that show with Steve Zahn where you're on vacation in Hawaii. Oh, I wish. I'd go anywhere with Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn did the right thing. He might. We're working on that. I know. Guys, it's been real. Bye. Love you. Bye. Okay, that's our show today, folks. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. Please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow. We are out here on our own, and these things really, really matter. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you want to hear. Email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, all at Momtourage Podcast to hang out with us all week long. We are here for you. You are not alone. We got you. So go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you and go slay. Momtourage is a Cafe Mom podcast written and produced by Ashley Herring-Smith and Carrie Sotero. Recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at mamadramaband or mamadramaband.com. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.